everyone and welcome to the Genius Podcast. Um, today's topic I'm going to be talking all about how to manage stress. Now I know many of us have been having a pretty stressful uh, six or seven months of 2020 um, and I'm sure many of you have experienced stress at some point or other um, whether it's been this year or any time previous or um, surely there will be some in the future as well. Interestingly, in our podcast on, on Tuesday, I was talking all about resilience and stress and resilience are sort of intertwined to some degree. So I thought it's quite interesting to talk about um, how to manage stress and sort of what stress is and uh, some great techniques and uh, things for your toolkit to help you manage stress that little bit more. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, our intention, really. So really, truly and honestly, we don't really want to seek out a stress-free um, nirvana as it were um, it doesn't exist and if we are living in somewhere that is stress-free are we necessarily living a full and rich and varied and exciting life are we stepping outside of our comfort zones enough um, or are we just keeping ourselves in a safe little bubble um, and obviously with every sort of uh, stretch of that comfort zone there is an element of discomfort and there will be some period of acute or maybe quite chronic stress for a period of time to help you through that period but what I love is this um, sort of when we when we do sort of stretch ourselves um, there usually is a little bit of stress that comes along with it I know if I'm ever trying anything new um, along with that stretch and that excitement there is an element of stress about it because it is stepping into the unknown I haven't done it before um, I'm not sure if I can do it 100% um, because nothing will tell me that until I actually do it um, and I think it's really interesting to just be reassured that sometimes that feeling of stress that you get that little bit of anxiety that comes with it is sometimes a sign of growth it's sometimes a sign of a challenge and it's sometimes a sign that you are you are growing as a person and you are trying new things which is which is fantastic and it's what we're all sort of about here in the genius network so um so one of the things i want to think about is is with that statement is thinking about how we actually perceive stress so there's a lot of um, information in the media there is a lot of um sort of bad vibes around stress for example um it's you know it's all these sort of all these negative side effects and yes it absolutely does chronic stress um is is very bad for you but i think viewing it in a different way and it's really interesting i was watching a ted talk by kelly mcgonagall um and she was talking about that actually how we perceive stress um affects our experience of it our actual physical not just mental experience but our physical experience of it um it's our attitude towards being towards stress that is actually something to be quite interested in. So I thought it was quite interesting to think about, you know, what is it that stress means to you? Take a moment to have a think about that. Think about what does being stressed mean for you? Does that mean do you sort of want to avoid it at all costs? Or is it this sort of positive indicator of, of a challenge, of growth, of personal development? Um, just sort of ask yourselves those questions. Do you have a view that stress is bad? And so when you when you feel stressed, do you, you want to stop doing the thing that's stressing you out? Or you want to get out of the thing that's stressing you out and back off from it? Or do you kind of go, oh, okay, right, stress, challenge, right, let's rise to it. And do you lean into it? Um, because it, it's inevitable with any new challenge or anything that you're facing, you will feel an element of stress. <laughs> you'll feel the adrenaline go, you'll feel the, oh my goodness. Um, and it's how you manage that. How do you deal with that? So one thing I want to just clearly outline for people, and some people know this, some people don't, um, but thinking about what happens when we're actually 
you know, when we're actually stressed. Um, it's really interesting at this point to really break down the two physiological processes that happen in our in our sort of state. There's lots of stuff going on. And um, this is by no means uh, only one of the things that is going on in your body. But if you can think about it, that in any point in time, you're either in um, your parasympathetic uh, nervous system is being um, activated. Uh, this is your rest and digest, your relaxed, calm, um, sort of lowered relaxed state okay um the image that comes to mind for me is just sort of you know when the when you've watched like david attenborough films and there's like the lions and the lionesses they're all just lying about everywhere they've had a massive kill and they're they've eaten and they're just all crashed out sleeping and very relaxed the body language the muscle tone is relaxed the breathing's very long and low um you're feeling very calm you're feeling quite sleepy very relaxed open you feel like lots of different thoughts can come into your head, like sort of creative ideas. Um, you're able to sort of connect and communicate with people and really listen to them and all of these kind of things. So if you imagine that kind of relaxed sort of state, that's your parasympathetic, that's your rest and digest stage uh, state. And um, most of the time we, we, we want to be there. That is that is the, the great state to be in most of the time. And then what we want to be able to do is in times when we need it in fight, flight or freeze response, for example, we um, activate our sympathetic nervous system and that brings all of our systems online. That's us alert, um, sort of aroused, ready to just whatever's coming at us, um, whether that's we need to fight, flee um, or, or freeze in the situation, that's what it will trigger. So that brings online the sort of fight, flight, freeze response or the rest and digest brings online different physical systems. Um, so if you can imagine it, you've probably seen it in like... Um, you know, I, I don't know, uh, like fighter sort of films or whatever, uh, when they're all hyped up and like ready to go and veins are pumping and, you know, blood, heart's going and lungs are pumped. They're like super alert. Their eyes are big and they're looking at everything. Um, that is your sort of fight, flight, um, freeze response kicking in. And you can see how it, it brings on a multitude of different physical responses going on. So the heart rate goes up, the breath rate goes up, you maybe sweat a little bit, you're feeling like really super alert. Um, that's being triggered by that sympathetic nervous system. That's what sort of a button gets pushed and all of those systems come online. Equally, when you're in the parasympathetic and you're in that rest and digest state, another button's pushed, probably slightly more gently, um, and everything kind of goes, and calm, and everything just goes into very relaxed, chilled state, you know, low heart rate, nice, deep, relaxed, long breath, slightly more gazing view, you're not sweating, you're just kind of comfortable, um, your digestive system's all going off, um, you know, working away digesting your food you're kind of resting you're kind of maybe doing a little bit of repair you know your body's repairing certain things because you're really calm you're really relaxed and and sort of resting so when you think about these sort of two sort of examples um these are these two physiological states and it's really interesting to know how do you react in both you know in both states so what does the fight flight response look like for you and how does it feel you know do you get that racing heart do you get that alertness the sweaty palms um sort of you know quicker breaths all of that kind of thing um and how do you feel when you're in the rest and digest state you know what are some of the, the symptoms the signals that you're in that state um and they're they're the kind of things that this builds a self-awareness that in any situation you can 
sort of check in with yourself and go, okay, where am I at just now? Am I like super nervous and super anxious and my heart's racing and my breath's not particularly deep and I'm not really calm. I'm, I'm sort of, my head's sort of super alert and I'm just kind of freaking out a little bit. Or am I in the rest and digest state? And by building this awareness, you can start to sort of see and monitor yourself during the day and know how you're spending time in each of these different states, as it were. Um, and it can be the first place to look at, the first place to see sort of, oh, okay, I didn't realize I probably spent like 70% of my day in a slightly heightened response and I can't seem to get myself back down to that rest and digest chilled state. Um, and so you're trying to find ways and then what you can start doing with that awareness then is start seeing, okay, when I was in that heightened stress response, that fight or flight response, what was it that I did that brought me back down to that rest and digest state? Was it, did I go for a walk outside? Was it, I got away from my desk for five minutes? Was it, I just took a moment to just sit quietly and not stress about something? Did I, you know, take some time out? Just all of these different things. What was it that helped you regulate that response or what state that you were in? And start taking note of what those things are because this is starting to build your toolkit to help you manage stress and help you, your perception of stress differ slightly because I think, some of the the um, anxiety around, you know, the stress response is that we sometimes don't know how to regulate it. We don't know how to calm ourselves down. We don't know how to relax ourselves and help control that almost automatic response. But what we don't realize is that we sometimes do have some control and we can look at some ways that we can help moderate that or, or bring it down if we need to. Um, and by building these skill sets, then it helps us use stress in the right way and it helps us also not feel sort of beholden by it. Like we can do something about it to help calm us a little bit. So that's just one of the things um, to have a think about and one of the benefits of, of having this awareness of where how you feel in both of these states and what you can actually do. So a really great way to um, sort of think about the stress response is think about uh, I kind of call it mind, body and environment and break it into these three sections. So um, thinking about your mind, thinking about, OK, when your mind feels full, um, like you've got lots of things buzzing around in your head and you can't seem to make sense of them and you can't seem to sort anything out. You maybe feel a little bit overwhelmed. Then that is something where I would say take a break. Um, and taking a break is great and but you can supercharge those breaks by doing forms of like deeper breathing and um, stepping away from the thing that's been stressing you out a little bit um, look at kind of getting some time away making sure that you get enough sleep these kind of activities are fantastic at actually helping you um, just get those little breaks from the stress response sometimes and just take a little bit of time away from whatever it is that stressed you out take a bit of break have a bit of a breath there's you know different apps that you can do there's like mind headspace um the calm app things like that that you can use um that you can listen to little short meditations where they'll do guided breathing with you or you can start doing deeper breathing um, just as a practice, get some time away outside, like I said, um, break away from your phone and, and get some time outside in nature. That could be fantastic. So using breaks in a strategic way can really help you sort of manage stress as well. Another thing for your mind, um, definitely, is reducing the number of inputs. So 
Um, one thing to be very aware of is the amount of data and information that our brains have to process now in the modern world compared to what they are actually evolved for um, is is multiple, multiple, multiple times what we're actually our brain's hardware. If you can imagine our actual physical brain is designed to be able to deal with. Um, even since the 1980s, we have loads more data and information and inputs that we need to every single thing our brain needs to make a decision on. Um, so, you know, our phone, social media, um, driving, you know, lights, walking down a street, people, directions, um, text, emails, uh, conversations that we're having. Um, there's a lot of inputs coming in, a lot of information coming into our brains and that needs the time to sift through it all um, and decide, you know, what's important, what should get your attention and what's not. And it's doing that every single second of every single day. And there can be an, an element of like information overwhelm, which um, some of you may be nodding your heads and agreeing with. And that can be just even the sheer volume of inputs, regardless what they are, can be overwhelming and that can trigger the stress response because we get into a point where we feel like we can't keep track of it all and secondly we're worried we've lo we've missed something and that's what can cause some anxiety because we just have this sheer volume so one of the great proactive actions you can take for giving yourself a little bit more headspace can be just reducing the inputs every so often. So, you know, if you're sitting in a room and there's music on, the TV's on, your phone's ringing, somebody's talking to you, you're trying to cook dinner, like, just take some action, just reduce some of those things going on, okay? Um, get some time where there aren't those inputs, get out in nature without your phone, um, and just get some quiet time where there isn't the inputs, and your brain can just kind of catch up. Um, make sure when you're at work, you have regular breaks where you don't have inputs, okay? When you're sitting at your desk, you've got your screen, you've got emails, you've got messenger, you've got your phone ringing, you've got something going on in the room, you've got maybe, you know, somebody trying to talk to you as well. All of those things, make sure you get some time where the noise kind of stops for a while. Um, and just having those little breaks, those little breathers, just gives your brain a bit of downtime and allows you to come back online and get that attention back up. But we always need a bit of a breather. So think of it like a, a break at work is like a brain breather, okay? As if it's sprinting all the time and then every so often you just need to stop, let it catch its breath, let your breathing get back to normal and then dive back in. So, you know, make a, make a cup of tea, have a glass of water, um, get, a bit, get up and have a bit of a stretch, move around, perfect. That's, that's all you need, so five, ten minutes of that every so often. Um, I like the idea of like the 50-10 rule, so 50 minutes of work and then like a 10-minute break um, can just be fantastic. And many of you might think, well, yeah, but Nick, you talk about productivity all the time. Um, I do, but my definition of productivity is time well spent. Now, if your brain's maxed out and you're trying to push through with a maxed out brain, is the work that you produce going to be particularly good? Probably not. So taking that break is going to allow that brain to just not be so maxed out and allow you to devote a lot more bandwidth to particular tasks and the important tasks that you need to be doing rather than feel like you're firefighting, wading through this massive pile of stuff. By taking a break, you actually allow your brain a bit of downtime and you can reassess what you're working on. Uh, and then usually when you come back to it, you can see exactly where you're at and actually what you have to be working on, what you have to be looking at. So something to just think about productivity think about that time well spent think about having breathers think about getting some breaks and allowing yourself that time to do that sort of assessment as well can be perfect getting outside is massive it's a huge de-stressor um and just getting that space that fresh air 
will make a massive, massive difference. So do do that, especially when we're still kind of working at home quite a lot. We're staring at a lot of screens um, and we're not necessarily getting that time away um, to sort of just have a bit of a chit chat in in the coffee room or whatever. Um, Do do that. It it makes a massive, massive difference. Um, Meditation is another one that is a hugely beneficial one. So many studies reporting how it helps reduce stress, anxiety, improve immunity, increasing self-awareness, improving emotional regulation, promoting focus and memory. Um, If you can imagine it, like meditation is kind of, it enables you to sort of make sense of of what it is that's going on, build this self-awareness and build this ability to regulate and see your stress response happening as it happens and be able to take some action and and work with it. It's also great at training you to selectively choose where you face your attention. So what you can do is you can use meditation to help train your attention actually and that can help you be incredibly focused at work and by being focused we tend to get through a lot more things and we can kind of quieten mentally quieten um, some of those distractions in our environment which lets us help focus we can actually select those inputs that we listen to if you train through meditation so it's hugely hugely powerful do do have a look at it Um, and one of the other ones is definitely thinking about boundaries is you know your mind can get very full of a lot of things because we're not holding boundaries on on what we are and aren't going to spend our attention on Um, and also we're holding the space that we need to be in a good so in a quiet space to be in that rest and digest and sometimes you know a prime example is of an evening somebody's going hey do you want to like meet up uh, maybe not right now but you know previously pre-covid and all that um you know hey do you want to meet up do you want to come around for dinner tonight um we can do this we can do that and really you're feeling like do you know what the last thing i want to do right now is go out i actually really just need some me time to myself but how many times do we actually say no to that and do we actually So boundaries can be a massive one, definitely. Definitely something to think about, um, that we're not taking on other people's stresses and that we're carving out that valuable time we need um, just for ourselves to actually spend time um, resourcing ourselves and making sure that we are in tip-top condition because we know when we are a bit burnt out, a bit worn down, um, some smaller stresses that usually wouldn't bother us um, really start to sort of gripe a little bit and really start to bother us quite a lot. So making sure you're resourced, you're taking that time, you're looking after yourself and your body um, can be massive as well. Another point where you can actually think about making some changes is in your environment. Um, And so one of the things I wanted to cover in this was thinking about the possibility of micro stresses in your house, in your day. So what I mean by micro stresses are these little stresses that kind of happen in through in and in and about your day. Um, those sort of things like oh, I can't find that shirt or oh I've run out of toothpaste or oh I can't do this or oh I forgot this or damn I'm stuck in traffic oh I've left late again. Um, try and reduce those those micro stresses in your day. Try and actually take proactive action and reduce those um, and take action to reduce them happening to you. And that can actually help you because if you can imagine a morning where you didn't have so many of those micro stresses, um, how less stressed you would be actually when you when you get to work so a great example can be you know not looking at your phone first thing in the morning not checking your emails until you get into the office um laying out your clothes the night before so you can just get up and get changed and you don't need to try and find all of that stuff um you know having a plan of how you're going to get to work or how you're going to start your day um maybe putting a little bit of a walk in in the morning just to sort of like have let you have like a nice calm 10 20 minutes in the morning just where you get some fresh air all of these kind of things um can try and just just try and reduce those micro stresses in your day it can make a massive massive difference same things apply at work or when you're at home as well you know making meal plans can avoid that stress of thinking oh I don't know what I want or oh I've got to now decide what I want to have a dinner 
If it's decided before, you don't have to think about it. It makes it really super easy. Um, and you just make the thing that you've planned to make. All the ingredients are in the fridge because you bought them in advance. Um, and just try and reduce the, the frequency of them, you know, the micro stresses. Another one can be is with your email notifications um, and your phone notifications is actually turning them off so that you don't get these pings of little micro stresses as you're trying to do another task. So actually reducing those can be great um, and actually turning them off and then only having your emails open when you want to be working on emails is a really, really great tool so that those little pop-ups aren't distracting you. Um, and finally, thinking about the intensity of some of these, these stresses. So think about, you know... Um, reducing the the about multitasking you're doing if there's any jobs that are particularly stressful for you batching them together and doing them in, in one go also make sure you have a really great reward at the end of it as well so make sure there's really really good reward waiting for you especially if it's incredibly stressful or something that you don't particularly like doing um you know so these you're reducing the frequency of them you're reducing the intensity of them um and you're sort of changing your environment a little bit to make it less stressful for you so doing things like that can be can be really really beneficial as well so I hope that's helpful and just giving you a little bit of uh, an insight into some of the areas of control that you have over, you know, maybe going into that stress response. Create that self-awareness. Know how you feel in those two different states. Remember your rest and digest and your fight or flight response. Um, build that awareness. Know your toolkits for getting you from the stress response, um, the fight or flight, back into the rest and digest. And then think about some things that you can do for your mind and for your within your environment and help your body as well, reducing those stresses in your environment reducing those micro stresses taking breaks you know being kind to yourself all of these kind of things that help keep us keep us pretty strong and keep us um, on basically in the right area and as in in our rest and digest state rather than in the stress response all the time there is an opportunity to you know to take conscious control but it all comes from self-awareness and from awareness we can make choices so build that self-awareness build into that um when you're doing those observations of yourself and your mind in those two different states and use that information and take proactive action to move towards it and hopefully giving you a few tools and tips to help you do that too. So um, thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope that has helped you have a little bit of a more stressless um, week and I hope you apply some of these tools and they've been really useful for you. So until next time, guys, thanks very much. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, so I'm just here to tell you a little bit more about the Genius Journals. Um, you've probably heard me mention them a few times in the podcast, so I thought I would just give you a bit of an overview of what it's all about. So basically, it is a foundational course in bite-sized manageable daily lessons where I teach you what I call the house skill set. This is a series of tools, skills, insights and knowledge that's going to help you take an idea and turn it into an executable action. Reason being for this is because I've seen it so many times people go to events and read books and listen to podcasts and go to great lengths to learn loads and loads and loads of things and then never actually implement any of it. So what you'll learn in the journals is exactly how to do this. In addition to that, we've got a wonderful online community. We've got lively video calls. We also do a weekly workshop. And we just got that group support from a really supportive community of people who are also doing exactly the same thing, um, pursuing their dreams, making change happen, um, and supporting others along the way. So if you're interested at all, click the link in the show notes, and we look forward to meeting you soon.